A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tools Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rich Shields Golf Show podcast, episode 219. I'm back here in Manchester, here with Guy. Are you feeling better, pal? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I already knew the answer to that because you've you sound very croaky. Look, I, I don't want to moan and get all your attention, but I'm recovering from tonsillitis. So when you were away sunning yourself in America, <laughs> filming, aka filming, playing golf at Sawgrass and all these other amazing places, which I'm sure you'll come on to, I was in bed watching the Royal Family. <laughs> Is that what you did? Yeah, I felt really off. Didn't feel good at all. <laughs> the honest. Royal Family. That's, yeah. that, that's a classic. Uh, and for our US audience, the Royal Family is like a comedy sketch. It's nothing about the Royal Family. No. It's about a family. It's from, from, from Manchester. Manchester. The actual location is never disclosed, but it is definitely supposed to be Manchester. And it's just that the fact that the, the family name is Royal. Yes, Jim And it's Royal. hilarious. Anyway, um, hopefully. Oh, no, it's not. That's the um, antibiotics killing all the germs in my throat. You sounded like you had a little frog in your throat. <laughs> Um, anyway, we have lots to chat about. I'll uh, I'll try and do a lot more of the talking today, so you don't have to do much of the heavy lifting. But Whoa, don't get carried away. Go <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Um, I, I really, really want to touch on um, my experience with Live this weekend. Wow, I, I've I watched more Live content than I ever have done this weekend have you have you fallen into the trap they signed John Rahm and next thing you've become a Liv fan I have just as many negatives as I do positives so I'm going to come on to those shortly I feel like you know what we're going to talk about Liv again today and some people are like great I want to hear about this and some, some people might be like I've heard about this a million times but I, I just can't see the Liv conversation ever going because it's so it's such a big thing they've signed so many players obviously recently John Rahm and Tyrrell Hatton you, you have to watch it in a way of like you've just said analysing it don't you I, I for the first real time this this weekend I watched it in the sense of this isn't going anywhere no like the first couple of years you kind of I, I probably wasn't giving it enough justification to go why am I even spending that much time watching this because this is not going to last yeah this is the third season now, and I watched it like, this isn't going anywhere. Well, and also, and I, I won't try and pretend I really understood it, but this announcement last week of the PJ Tour and the funding that they're getting from, is it SSG or something to do with FSG? I don't quite understand it all, as I've just said. Well, but I know it's $3 billion. $3 billion, and there's still room for PIF to potentially invest, which may or may not happen. If it does or doesn't happen, though, this investment from the PIF into the PJ Tour... It looks like Liv is still going to be a thing. Yeah. It doesn't look like the PIF and PJ Tour is going to be like 
properly, properly connected, no. is it, at all? Like, it feels like the PJ are doing what they're already doing, and if Piff want to invest, then there's an opportunity to do so. But it, it feels like, as much as the players seem to be wanting more of it, you've heard Rory McIlroy talking about it more recently, being very vocal on it, this kind of collaboration, getting all the best players back together again. I, I spoke about it briefly on the start of last week's podcast before getting into the Ryan Ruffles interview. I actually feel like this week we've turned another corner and I feel like it's gone further away again. I felt like it was getting quite Mm -hmm. close. And after that announcement of the PGA Tour, I feel like it's got further away again. I don't know if there is ever going to be a coming together again. I'll tell you what though, and again, something we've touched on before, but when you look at the field now in live, you can't deny there are some super strong players. Yeah. Well, in that I mean, should we, should we go through? Should we go through my kind of positives go and negatives? Then. Because this weekend there was two big golf tournaments on mm. the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am, which is a, a real iconic PGA Tour event. Some of the biggest names have played in it, have won it, and again, the biggest names on the PGA Tour were playing at Pebble Beach this weekend. You had the first live event in Mexico, um, which obviously three rounds of golf, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the PJ Tour should have been Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's kind of like a real, what felt like a real head-to-head opportunity. Mm-hmm. I did watch quite a bit of Pebble Beach on Thursday. I was still in America on Thursday, so I watched a bit of Pebble Beach then. I found it. Oh no, in fact, Pebble Beach started... It didn't start Thursday, didn't it? Yeah. Still, yeah, sorry, it did. Watched quite a bit of Pebble Beach on Thursday. Enjoyed it. You know, it's an amazing golf course. You you kind of watch it a lot for the golf course, mm-hmm. more than maybe you do about the playing. I was like, well, it's the golf course. It's so, so iconic. One that I definitely want to play at. Then on Friday evening, I'd, I'd got back from America. I was sat lounging around at home and realised that Liv had kicked off and it was free to watch on YouTube. That's kind of my first plus. Yeah. This weekend, it was back, it was free, I think it was still last year, but free to watch on YouTube. You can pause it, you can rewind it. It's a platform that people can access. I agree. Is that, however, the case in the States? Can you remember? Was it on when you were there? I don't know if it is. I, I wasn't over there when I was there. I'm not saying that's the case, but I know it's on, it's on that, it's CW Network yes. over there. So I don't know if it's also free on YouTube, but it might be. So I, I can't speak for that. Well, on Friday, it was getting about an average, this is numbers that YouTube were spitting out, around 16,000 concurrent mm-hmm. viewers. On the final day last night, it got to like 26,000, nearly 30,000 concurrent viewers. Which is better than it has been. And I think a lot of that was the fact that the PJ Tour yesterday, the final day got cancelled because of horrendous weather, which really fell into the the fortune of live, I believe. Another positive is the comment section on YouTube. I'm also putting that as a negative. (laughs) Because as much as on YouTube, when you're watching it and you're watching it live, you can comment and leave, you, you know, you can have input. You can say, oh, this is cool. This I, I, I want to see such a player do well. That's what it's capable of. Mm-hmm. The reality, the comment section is vile. <laughs> on, on YouTube, it's vile. It is just literally nonstop bickering between live lovers and live haters. Like non-stop. Were you enjoying that as much as you were enjoying the golf? Loved it. Yeah, of course you did. Loved it. I left a few comments in there. I wanted people did you? to... Yeah, I left a few comments in there. I, you know, Go fireballs. 
I wanted to chuck a little a few grenades in there. No, just, to be honest, just really testing the waters. A lot of people thought it was you, not me. But, uh, <laughs> it definitely wasn't me. <laughs> I was I was mentioning like what's everyone's thoughts, what's everyone's opinions, and, and it's quite mixed. Yeah. To be honest, quite mixed, right? So my positives. These are what I, I want to run through. So I, I tuned in to watch Ram's tee shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, I found it very underwhelming. It just wasn't that incredible like i was like john ram this is it he's just signed for what 500 600 million whatever this can be amazing and it was just a bit like oh yeah he's teed off okay off we go i don't you know it just it seemed a little bit um underwhelming after maybe about 20 minutes i switched off the coverage this was on friday when it first died i thought i'm not that bothered you know i'm gonna switch it off you know i thought it's another live event i don't seem that interested few hours passed, a bit jet lagged, my wife had gone to bed, I'd turn it back on again, bat nine, and it was when Neiman, Joachim Neiman, was starting to look like he was shooting a potential 57, mm-hmm. okay, I watched for solid two hours, I watched the whole bat nine of it, so I feel like I really, really got invested, why was I watching? For him, mm-hmm. That was why I was watching. I wanted to see, does someone shoot a 57? Obviously, Bryson shot a 58 last year. You don't see 50s that often. Can can actually happen? Can he go out and shoot a 57? The reality, he went and shot 59. Not, nothing horrendous. But I felt like that was the excitement of watching. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'd watch Pebble Beach is to watch the golf course. The reason why I was watching the Friday was to watch to see if Wacky Neiman could shoot a 59 or better. Oh. Okay. Once he'd done that, it kind of felt a bit short-lived. I was like, once he'd finished, it was like, oh, that's kind of it now. I wasn't as excited. In what excited. sense do you mean? Because I'm just, all finished then, because it all finished at the same time. I think he finished a few holes early oh, than everyone right. else. But it just, it, it didn't seem like the commentators were that hyped up about it. It just seemed really? a bit flat. It just seemed a bit flat. Because what's interesting there, what you're saying is, you can see both sides, because in, in one way, when you're saying you watch him to shoot that score, did he, he shot 59 in the end, yeah. didn't he? That is, I suppose, exactly what Live Golf will want. They will want people watching, not only because it's Live Golf and it's shiny and it's new, but for the best players in the world to do amazing things, which in that case has been done. So you're watching it for the same reason you'd watch any event, I guess, to a degree, when someone's on fire. That's got to be a good thing. Yeah, and that was it. That it was... I watched... I absolutely tuned in because Neiman, who I think is an unbelievable talent, was shooting an incredible score. Mm-hmm. And, and that was really why I was gripped. But as I was watching, I started to make some notes. Overall, I actually thought the coverage was good. Right. Okay. thought the coverage was good. It's definitely improved since I last played. I played. I last watched. I like the fact you got to follow the players who were playing good. Mm-hmm. So it didn't just focus on everybody. It really did start to home into five or six players that were playing good, which you'd normally see on PGA Tour mm-hmm. any, anyway. I actually first, for the first time, I actually felt like the graphics were easier to understand. Okay. I think a little bit of that is because it's not the first time you see it now. That graphics down the left-hand yes. side, that almost F1 graphics, it was actually slightly easier to understand. Okay? Yeah. You do see lots of golf. Mm-hmm. You do. You see a lot of shots. And there was no, there's no real adverts where you watch on... PJ Tour, you, you know, certainly when we're watching America, it feels like it's non-stop commercials. Yeah. Like, it feels like you see two shots and you're into a commercial. You don't get that with Liv. I'm going to come on to that a little, little bit later on. The other thing I cannot neglect, and I think you touched on it, it's a really strong leaderboard. Mm. It is. You can't deny it. Like, the, the players that are now playing in Liv, 
it, it's the household names, aren't yeah. they? You know, from like, like I say, John Rahm sign is massive for him. You've got Tyrrell Hatton now. You look at the, I looked at leaderboards like, yeah, I know them, I know them, I know. I don't think you can say that now for PGA Tour. In fact, when I was in America and I was actually watching um, <clears throat> with a colleague of ours, Neil, and we were watching Tory Pines the week before, we turned it on, he's like, oh, who's that guy? And I'm like, uh, I don't know who that is. Oh, who's that guy? And I'm like, uh, Oh God, I'm, is he the French kid? Like, I didn't feel like I knew the players think, on PJ Tour. I agree, but I think the difference maybe is is that what Liv have done very well is they've signed some players who are super super hot right now, i.e. John Rahm, who's also a massive name, and they've also signed massive names of somewhat yesteryear. You could argue Bubba Watson, Mickelson to a degree, although he's still obviously on fire at times, uh, Lee Westwood, etc. Whereas I suppose. The PJ Tour is where you do have a lot more of that emerging talent come through. So obviously Ludwig came second. Like he is going to be world number one, isn't he, at yeah. some point? He could go to live. I'm sure he's had conversations with live, etc. But I suppose you are going to see more of those newer names come through on the PJ Tour and then they might get pinched from from live. Definitely. And and that's the thing. Like, let's say it was an, three years ago, I was watching Tory Pines. You would have still had household names playing in that event. It's just that those a lot of those have been stripped yeah. away. Um. So that that was overall my positives. Like it, I was actually watching, and going, okay, this isn't the worst product in the world. However, <laughs> however, this comes on to my ne- negativity. <clears throat> and this is not directed at any particular commentator. Okay, I think the commentary is terrible. Really. And I'm not saying I can do a better job. <laughs> That's not me saying I can do a better job. It's not. It just seems really fake. Overly enthusiastic at times. Yeah. Mm. Just seems a little bit fake, a little bit not natural. Mm. It, you know, and these guys are professionals. Don't get me wrong. Is it Arlo White and David Ferretti and uh, Sue Ann, who's out on the golf course? It, I just don't think they're the strongest presenters for what now is this new kind of futuristic golf event. Okay. Um, sorry, that's just my absolute opinion. I just, I don't think I can do better. Okay. But I don't think they, they're the best commentators at all. There's lots of now, albeit there's not many of adverts or commercials. There's actually a lot more now live adverts mm. in the content. So suddenly like you're watching the golf and it's cutting away to the new a podcast that they're doing mm. and it's like a 30 second commercial I'm like oh I was kind of watching the golf yeah. there and they're doing a lot more of those now where it feels like they're, they're, they're um, populating their actual content with their own commercials yep. which seems a bit like oh come on guys hurry up I want to watch the golf again okay this is a big one for me you never see a player's reaction after a golf shot so they'll hit a shot to the hole and you'll kind of see the shot going in. You'll see the ball land on the green and good shot, bad shot. All happens next, you just cut straight to the next player. I didn't, I never noticed that. And it's amazing when you, again, when you watch PGA Tour or more traditional golf events, you, you it goes back to the player. So you can see a bit of reaction. Did they like the shot? Did they yeah. not like the shot? Are they frustrated? You see it a few times on putts, but still very rarely. But on full shots, you almost never see a player's reaction. Wow. The sound effect of the ball going in the hole <laughs> is ridiculous. And it's so grating. Like when you actually watch for a long period of time, yeah. it's like, it, it's so frustrating. The first time you go, oh, that's quite, that's quite novel. Is it a real actual microphone? I don't even know. No. 
I don't know. It, if if it's not, the timing it must do is incredible. It's just very, very, very grating. Um, it, it just, yeah, it just didn't. I just didn't enjoy it at all. After a, a while, I, I I felt like as I saw the ball going in the hole, I was tempted to like mute the video. <laughs> it was that bad. Um, poor crowd attendance. Mm. Again, it's in Mexico. I'm not saying you know. I don't feel like it's a, a super, super strong. Um, you know, location for golf audiences. You see great audiences in Adelaide. We went to the London event last year. Yeah. You see great audiences there. I feel like the the poor crowd attendance really does affect the mood and the atmosphere of the mm-hmm. whole event. Watch on TV and the players' reaction. Um, I put on here, the comment section on YouTube is a negative because like I say, it's just all talking about, you know, bloody negativity and all this and the other. Um, this is an interesting one. What would you say lives one of lives kind of taglines are that the the what sort of audience are they attracting louder so trying to appeal to a younger more vibrant audience yeah and where would you put younger where would you sit that category 18 to 30 okay younger than 18 or not i'll still include them but so one thing and again this i'm not saying i'm perfect at all they don't bleep out the swearing Right. It's all in there. There's no apology by the commentator. John Ram dropped a massive F bomb when he when he left the put short and this and the other. And I just it just got me thinking. Again, I'm not offended by it. I, I don't mind swearing at all. It's not something uh, we don't put it on our content, but it's not something I'm offended by. I just felt like if we're trying to attract this younger audience, should those big F bombs be left in and should I don't know. Mm. I, I, I just yeah, it's it was a one, little bit it? of a like I say if they're just attracting eighteen to thirty year olds, well yeah, drop them in because they will love that. I just think if you then slip into the category, of, and again, kids can watch this after the event. They might not have been up live. They might watch it the next day. I just I'm just a little bit cautious about that kind of swearing. Okay, um, another couple of things <laughs> on the fight. I watched again on Sunday. I pretty much watched all of it on Sunday last night. I lost count the amount of times they said Championship Sunday. I was like, God's sake. It's like, <laughs> welcome back to this Championship Sunday. We've got this great uh, shot here on Championship Sunday. How much different is the atmosphere here on Championship Sunday? I'm thinking, for God's sake, it's just the final day. Yeah. It's not Championship Sunday. It's not like the, the final of the final. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. My other thing that really grated me was live golf history. Lack of, or they're trying to... So, Anything that happens is always followed by live golf history. For example, the playoff last night, okay, went to four holes. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It was the first four-hole playoff in oh, okay. live golf history, okay? It, it was one with a birdie. That's the first birdie in a playoff in live, live golf, golf history. history. Okay, I'm with you. It, it, a player makes four pars in a row. That's the first time a player's made four pars in a row in golf live history. And also it got even more extreme where it was like, it, something else happened. It was like, let's say it was a playoff. Well, it was a playoff obviously between Sergio Garcia and Wacken Neiman. It was like, that's the seventh playoff in golf live history. Yeah. Live golf history. I'm like, for God's sake, guys, like <laughs> drop it. Okay. So that was that was my negative takes. Yeah, got some suggestions. Okay, which I I personally think would make it an awful lot better. And actually, I actually, as much as you do hear a little bit of the actual um, audio from players and caddies, I just want to hear more of it. But not swearing. Ideally, not swearing. Okay, I'll just bleep it out. Have a little bit of a delay where 
it, you can, I don't mind if you can tell they've sworn, but don't keep it in. Yeah, okay, fair news. Um, I do think they need a fresh commentary team. I do. I, I don't know. Or, or alternative commentary team. Yeah. So you can watch. But the guy- this, do you mean like someone that's more kind of youthful? Or yeah. I just, I just thought they were poor. Okay. I just don't think they're very good at all. Sorry. And like, I just, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm genuinely, absolutely, I reckon it's one of the hardest jobs in the world to do. I could not do it as much as I am comfortable talking on camera. We can do the podcast. I would find it really difficult mm-hmm. commentating on golf. I would just think those guys are, don't suit the product. Yeah. I think that's probably more of it. I don't think they're a bad team. I just don't think they suit, suit the product. That is. Um, I actually wish it wasn't a shotgun start. Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually think it'd be a lot better if it was just a two T start. I feel like a shotgun start is almost too, too much going yeah. on. If it was a two T start, so you still condense the time frame into a shorter time frame. But you get that drama of on the last the because on the last day you'd put the um guys furthest away from the leaderboard on the back nine, starting on the back nine, and you'd put the guys who were highest on the leaderboard starting on the front nine, so that you could actually have a proper grandstand finish. Yeah. I miss that grandstand finish. Because you had like again, you had um I mean it did actually work out that, it, that this happened where Sergio Garcia finished on the eighteenth about three holes before uh Wacky Neiman and John Rahm came up eighteenth and finished on eighteenth, which I, I don't quite know how that worked. But like it felt like there was a clubhouse leader. Yeah. And I st- I love that clubhouse leader vibe. It's like they're in the clubhouse, they've set the target. All these players now coming up these final few holes have got to hit that target. Mm-hmm. Um the uh the other thing I think they should do is is highlight more bad bad playing. <laughs> so there's actually a lot of golfers, big, big, big name golfers who they pay an awful lot of money to to sign up to live, who are having bad rounds of golf. You want to see some of that? I want to see it. I want to see a lot of it. <laughs> I do. I, and again, I know that's not part of the the story, or but with this kind of team element, I feel like they should be a little bit more like right. John Ram's doing really well over here, but his playing partner, such a body's doing horrendous over here. How's that going to affect the team score? Mm-hmm. feels like you don't see that horrendous side of it. Right. I want to see is. a bit more of the bad stuff. Um, I also think there should be a commentary booth halfway round, like as in properly let's hear from the players. But I, I look, pinching the idea a little bit from what DP World Tour have done recently, mm-hmm. almost like this booth where there's not a commentator in just there. Go in. Just go in and go, right, I'm halfway round. It's not been my best front nine. You know, I've really annoyed my double bogey on the last or whatever it was, right? I've got the back nine to come. Let me just have a look how my teammates are doing, right? So we, we okay, we're three off the lead, right? I, I'm going to make sure we get... I just feel like there needs to be something there because you don't... As much as there's not many players, I actually don't feel like you get that close to the players. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the on-course commentators, but I don't feel like you're really hearing from the players as well as you should do, considering it's such a short, short field. I also think like a risk-reward hole would be quite novel. I feel like there needs to be a little bit more something exciting, like as a hole where it's double points if you make birdie or something. I know that might be a little bit away from traditional golf, but certainly from the team element, I feel like it's a bit flat if a team's running away from with it i'm like well that's that's it mm. over with and then my final final point is i just feel like the team element is is i just wasn't bothered at all no i really i really really find it and, and i was i went in there with a real mindset i was like right come on rick is there is there any connection to any team and i've been very lucky to <laughs> play with film with 
quite a lot of the, of the guys on across all different teams. And I, I just don't land on a team at all. It just doesn't connect with me. Mm-hmm. It, it, if anything, it's distracting from the actual playing of, of really good golf. Like it, it just feels like it's a bit a bit of a side story that I'm, I don't understand how fans are interested in it. I think from what you're saying, I've listened to a lot of those points and a lot of them resonate with me, although I've not watched it this week, really. It kind of feels like, and this has been this, I think the problem from the get-go is that Live Golf wanted to be different and the whole tagline was this golf but louder or whatever it was called. And in some ways it is different, isn't it? They've got obviously teams and they've got the shotgun start, but ultimately... It's not that different. And it's that not example, different enough well, almost. That, that example you gave before about like, should there be a risk or reward hole? Well, it's not a bad idea. That might be seen to be a bit gimmicky, but if it was a bit gimmicky or a bit more gimmicky, it would work. But it's kind of like, it's a bit lost in no man's land where it's like you said, it's a serious to a degree stroke play tournament where the winner gets the plaudits. It's also a team event. There's also kind of music on, but it's not that, like, so the commentators aren't really down with the kids, so to speak, and super young and, and, and don't really kind of suit that. It feels a bit like, and it's like I, I again, I've used this example before, but I don't particularly like cricket, nothing against it, but I find it somewhat boring. But the 100, I watched that and it was still cricket, but it was so different. I got into it. This team gets 100 bowls, you get how many runs. The other team then gets 100 bowls, so you get how many runs. And it was quick and fast. This is kind of like golf's version of that, but it's nowhere near far enough. If it was one round of 18 holes and it was a shotgun start would I enjoy that more maybe but when you've got this weekend I know obviously again PJ Tour was cut short by a day but you've got two events on to watch and the DP World Tour for me I don't there's nothing standing out to, to almost know which one to watch and it almost puts you off last last night I mean I, the choice was taken away from me on the Saturday I remember thinking to myself I wonder what I'm going to watch tomorrow night I feel like I might have to double screen this and watch a bit of PJ Tour and a bit of, of Liv. The choice got taken away from me because there was no PJ Tour, so I had to go fully all in with Liv. But the the, the, the music's an interesting one because, I, I mean, I, in, in the UK, it's not, it's not uh, popular to play golf and music yet. It's very, very popular in America. But it definitely makes it feel less important mm. for the players. And John Rahm kind of looked a bit frustrated with the music, albeit after in his post-round interview, he said he quite quite liked it, which I'm not fully sure if, if he was being dead honest there. But I just felt like they were, it was distracting from a, from a viewer standpoint. It made it feel less important. Yeah. Didn't make it feel as like, they're playing for $4 million and you've got buddy Taylor Swift playing <sighs> on the background. It just didn't feel as... What I would say about Live Golf though, I think you kind of touched that in the start with the fact it's the third season now, is regardless of what we kind of think of it, and like you said, you've listed out some, some good pros, but also some quite important cons, it is 100% getting some level of traction oh, now. 100%. And it- Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As much as I didn't really watch it, I tuned in at times this weekend to watch a bit of it. It does genuinely feel like it is, even the last couple of weeks, now with the signs they've got, it is actually a little bit more important of who's won it. And even though, again, like, it doesn't really have a history yet, it's still, still in its infancy, with John Rahm in the field and still obviously playing well, the people that win events like this week, Jock and Neiman, it's starting to actually think, it's starting to meet to put them in a different regard. I know, again, he's a great player already, but something I've said so many times before against what I'm going to say now, I always thought that winning a live event meant, didn't really mean anything. It's not the PJ Tour event, you know, it doesn't have that meaning to it. I still don't think it quite does. However, I definitely think it's getting there that, you know, as they recruit more and more and more players, which they're going to keep doing, let's be honest. It is going to start to be quite powerful when you win an event. Well, it, it get, it, it's going to get harder to win an event. Of course. Like for the first year, probably Brooks and DJ were, were licking the lips and like, well, this is this is easy. It's like taking candy from a baby. Now they're thinking, oh God, now I've got bloody John Rahm to beat. Now I've got Cam Smith to beat. Now I've got Tyrrell Hatton to beat. Like, it's not as easy anymore. The other thing I've got to give plaudits to, and it's something I absolutely slagged off for the first couple of years, and, and there must have been a reason why they did it. I'm not sure why. Last night, the actual value of money was never mentioned. So it wasn't, you know, I remember the first time, this is a put to win $4 million. This is a shot to win $4 million. I'm thinking, for God's sake, I almost forgot. For the first time yesterday, I almost forgot they were playing for such amazing, like ridiculous amounts of money. But saying that on the flip side, Wyndham Clark, who won the Pebble Beach after 50 falls, won $3.6 million. Like, it's not that different anymore to well, a PJ Tour event. Do you think then the one thing potentially holding back Liv, which actually is it's really its USP to a degree, is the team element? I think the team element can work. It, it's got to be based on countries. <laughs> mm. But it's too late to do that now because a, a lot of the deals is that you get kind of equity or, you know, stake in a team. I actually would like it to, the, to scratch all the team formats so far and go, right... The only team that 
genuinely makes sense to me. And I spoke about it with Ryan last week in the podcast. Is the Rippers? The the old, Australian. Yeah, it's the only team that makes sense to me. If I was Australian, and that's the team I would naturally gravitate towards. Why would I not? What about then if they still had the teams and it was still three days, or it might, might go to four days, whatever it looks like, and the first two are just individual stroke players, still playing the team colours, but it's all about who wins the actual event. And then the final day is actually pure team. So it's just, you, I don't know what the format, whether it's match play or whatever it looks like, it's an absolute team day that yeah. day. I don't it, know. Would it, it be foursomes or, I've no idea. I, I still just don't quite understand how people are going to connect with teams. That's my only, only gripe. Now, if, I think the, the changing point is if, Nike come in and buy a team. Yeah. Suddenly it's the Nike smash team. Well, then suddenly you go, well, you know, I quite like Nike. I'm quite, you know, all right, I'll give them a chance. You know, I quite like the logo. I mean, I don't think anyone's liking any logo at the moment. The thing is though, as much as I agree with you in a sense that I have no affiliation to any teams and I'm not really into it. I do think people are, because when I've been to the event in London, like with you, you do see people buying merch. I I don't want to sound condescending anyway but I know that Americans often get behind teams a bit more like so I know that you've seen people on, online whether it's just live bots on Twitter or not I don't know people actually go like go smash or go fireballs like people are buying into it and certainly you know if I had a, a young little lad or whatever that was old enough to watching golf and was five or six and watching them and they said oh I love that Crusher's team do they then become a fan you know they're young and they're impressionable I don't know so I'm completely with you I don't get the teams I would never support a team I don't believe however I actually can understand why some people are and even now as much as I cringe at the names some of them are becoming more brands to me like Smash I do think of that as being a bit of whether it's because it's Brooks one of the biggest players I don't know but and Crusher's and even this is it Legion 13 is it called yeah even now they're starting to become something but I couldn't get behind it I'd love a crystal ball and look at how this all plays out in the next 10 years I really would the the only again the only thing when I was genuinely watching it last night and I was sat there and I was watching it and and making all these notes and enjoying it I've got to say I, I was I was enjoying it to a point where I was like this is quite exciting I'm actually quite interested to see who wins this it's still there was a bit of me deep down that was like but it's fractured golf like Mm. we're in a situation at the moment where it just feels like this where's Rory in this where's JT in this where's Jordan Spieth in this I'm not saying in that event but on the flip side if it was the PJ Tobler where's DJ in this where's Brooks in this where's Cam Smith like I want I genuinely and I know I'm sure I'm not the only person, but I want all the best golfers to be at every single event. And I understand that's that's where the issues are. Hear me out. Sorry, go on. You finish your point and then hear me out. Uh, you know, I want... Next week, it's the waste management on the PJ Tour, okay? You know there's going to be a high-caliber golfer. Yes. I, but I can't guarantee who's going to be there. Next week, it's Live Vegas. They're all going to be there. Every single one of them going to be there. You know what I would say, and this might go against the grain, although I can understand your point completely about you want the best events in the best plays in all events, I'm actually enjoying them not. 
because it's really, for me, who is somewhat of a casual fan of watching golf on TV, if anything, it elevates the majors even more. I know, but then there's not enough majors. But then I like that amount. I think four for me, I get behind everyone. I'll watch everything of the Open. I'll watch everything of the Masters and I'll dip in and out of the PGA and I'll watch most of the US Open. But now that all those players are going to be mostly in the in the PGA, that then elevates what I would say is the worst major by quite a way. But then again, they're not all going to be in it. Well, so see, that's... So, that's so the Wack difference. and Neiman last yeah. night literally walked off the golf course, got a mic stuck in his in his face. What do you think about your win as being one of the best players in the world? And his first response was, but I'm not in the majors. Well, so that's a different, very different point. And this is where we go back to a long-winded way to like world ranking points. I do believe, and I said this for a long time, that live deserve world ranking points. It makes a mockery of the sport if Wack and Neiman isn't in the majors when he's that good. However, once if and when that gets rectified. I then don't mind too much having these two tours because for me, then it gives you those four events a year. Because I'll be honest, when all the mate, you look back now with rose tinted glasses and God, I wish that Bryson and uh, John Rahm and all these guys were in all the PJ Tour events. They were a couple of years ago. I still didn't watch them, really, very often. Yeah. So it's always thinking, oh, I wish I had that. But what it has done for me, it's really given the, the spotlight even more so. Like I cannot wait for the Masters. Yeah. I already would have watched it beforehand, but even more so now. Yeah, well, you, you've got those prospects of juicy tea times. I think they, like, so they, just, they just need to sort out this world ranking points because it is going to get silly. And like again, if we look at um, Tyrrell Hatton now, I think he's exempt this year for the majors because um, he's world ranking. But as that starts to decline, which it will do inevitably unless he wins a major, but it will do being on live. Three years time or two years time, he won't be able to play in the majors and he could be winning every live event. You know what I'm confused about? And you might know the answer. You're more switched on. Yeah. <laughs> How come live players could still play in DP World Tour events? Is it the ones that have gone back though? Oh no, no. Some of the- loads of them were in Dubai playing in in Dubai Desert Classic. I don't know if they've been paid. They had to pay for those um, like like Louis Louis Oosthuizen. Louis Oosthuizen yeah. this year has won two European Tour events. Yeah, I'm not I, sure. I, it feels like every time it happens, I'm almost a bit like, how are they? How are they there? Yeah. Good question. Should know, really. I'll find out by the time the podcast goes live and put it as a pin. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I was I found it very interesting. Are you a Liv fan now? If you were a zero out of ten before this weekend, what are you now? A little three? I don't know if I was a zero. I, I reckon I was a two out of ten before yeah. this weekend. <sighs> this weekend did stuff to me. <laughs> I think it, it massively played in this, but I don't think this would have happened if the if Pebble Beach wasn't on. Yet yeah, next weekend it'll be really interesting because uh, Live starts on Thursday next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday because the Super Bowl's on. You Sunday. Knowing when it's on and where it's on and everything. It's because it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and there's then there's the Super Bowl on Sunday, where um, waste management is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday's the final day. Uh, Super Bowl straight after. Yeah, they normally tee off really early on a Sunday. I'm going to say it now, you're the exact person who gets on trends. I could see you getting on the live train. Yeah, but then if, if the waste management's good, it's going to be, it's it's genuinely, and this is why I still believe that the best players in the world deserve the most money. It's still about who's playing in those tournaments. Like if Rory's going on a, on a charge on that Sunday, I'm watching that. If the final day is, God, I don't want to badmouth, yeah, you know, Joe Bloggs and somebody I'll live, else. and I'm like, well, I'm not bothered. Mm. 
but it feels like it's less likely to be a Joe Bloggs on Live. Where it feels like the PJ Tour, it's likely to be a Joe Bloggs that I don't really know about. Because even yeah. the, you know, next week it could be bloody Bubba versus DJ coming down the last. I'm like, oh, I'm in. Do you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't feel like it's going to be a Joe Blogs versus there Joe Blogs. There are a few that if you look there at is a few. but they're probably not going to do. Well, that's what I mean. They don't feel like they're doing that well. Yeah. When in PJ Tour, I always feel like a couple of Joe Blogs. No disrespect to Joe Blogs at all. <laughs> Joe Blogs at home crying <laughs> to his coffee. <laughs> but they they always seem to go up there, and they might just be new up and coming talents well, that I've never, I don't even know about. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, um, I, I wouldn't like to put a number on it. But I definitely found myself watching more. Nice. So it is what it is. Yeah, I might watch next weekend, and I'll come back in with a, a more. I think Vegas is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Going back to that point, crowd. I think That'll if they get lively. an unbelievable crowd, I think it could be. I think it could be really, really good. Does it make you more excited for the Masters though? Now already that it's not that far 100%. away. Hundred percent. It does make me more excited for the majors. Don't get me wrong. Um but that's not going to be forever. Like I'm almost counting down the majors that, you know, how many, ma- how many masters is Bryson going to be able to play in? Well, I think he got five years, didn't he, from winning the, the US Open. And when did he win that in 2001? Yeah. So he's only got two, th- three years left, yeah. two years left. Like it feels like it's not going to be long before we're not going to see these guys. Unless something uh-huh. changes. Unless something changes. Um, okay, so you've been away for a couple of weeks. I have. I have. Uh, in the States, filming and playing and um, enjoying yourself, by looks things. I have. Played some good golf courses. <clears throat> didn't drop Didn't drop a single drip of alcohol. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you did. That's actually the polar opposite of what I did. I didn't... Drink. Drink a drop of alcohol. Yeah, if you didn't drop a drip, that would be that you really pulled your pints. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't drop a drink. No? Drip a drink. Drip drop a drop, drop of drink. Are you sure? <laughs> Put on the, something <laughs> the wacky backy instead. Um, so what's your vibe now? You, uh, you, you Well, actually, before you tell me your vibe, I got loads of comments before from the Facebook group from our um, wonderful friends and foes and family. Foes are enemies, actually, aren't they? Well, some of them might be. Some of them might be. From Jeffrey, um, he said, how's Rick's diet going? He's looking great. So oh, thanks, Jeffrey. That one. So, well, on that one, speaking of Jeffrey and your diet, um, <laughs> if you didn't drink for two weeks in America, what's what's going wrong? What's going right. wrong? What's going right? <laughs> just a, a slight different mindset. Um, I think I think collectively, as, as all of us are a bit more into our kind of health mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah, I, I probably kick-started it probably November time last year, wanted to kind of feel better. I've uh, been eating a lot better. I've been drinking an awful lot less. Um, I had a, a couple of nice drinks over my holiday in, in Dubai when I was away with the family and kids, but then got back and I've not drank since. Um, just kind of like prioritizing, you know, we're not getting any younger, are we? So speak for yourself. <laughs> prioritizing health, fitness, um, you know, good eating. You know, I feel like it's hopefully going to benefit my golf um, I've definitely seen glimpses of of improvement in club head speed and distance, etc. And just feel better, like when you when you've lost a little bit of weight, or you're not as hungover, or you you know you're a bit clearer minded. I just feel in a better spot right now. Very good. So hopefully, I'm not doing it. Are you I think you give yourself twelve tokens a year. I'm going to give myself twelve drinking tokens a year. <laughs> well, let my hair down. Um, but, you know, for me, I think my biggest issue in the past has been I've always tried to 
start a fitness journey for an, for a goal mm-hmm. and that goal be it a holiday that goal be it whatever it may be for the first time I've, i don't i've not got an end goal it's just it's the end goal is bloody life do you know what i mean <laughs> like it, it's not as if i'm doing it for a certain time frame mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah it just feels like i'm doing it like i want to enjoy the process and mm-hmm. i'm enjoying the gym a lot more and i've been working out you know way more than i ever have done and, and actually enjoying it for the sake of enjoying working out like yeah. feeling like you've done something and you've produced something and you've got stronger and um so yeah we'll we'll stick with it it's been the longest i've stuck with a f- diet plan training etc anymore it's a way of life a way of life that, I- that, that is the difference isn't it really yeah I think you could be on the uh, bodybuilding. Give it three years. Liv's going well. You're on the bodybuilding stage, shredded. Why is Liv going well? Because you said in three years, what's Liv going to be doing? Oh, right. So Liv will be going well, probably. <laughs> and I'll be on Maybe the, you I'll could be a Liv presenter. I don't think I could do a good enough job. I'll try now. John Rams in the first. He's the 2026 Las Vegas, whatever it's called. I just mess it Come up. On. Uh, right, well, we'll go now straight to our live <laughs> broadcast team. Here's Rick Shields. Uh, thanks, Guy. Um, I'm just here on the course. So I need to be quiet. John Rahm. Oh, oh, John's actually telling me to be qu- quiet. He's telling me to f off. He's, telling me, he's saying why? Why am I talking in his backswing? Sorry, John. Sorry, John. About that. Anyway, back to the studio. Yeah. So we've just sat for it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I have to bleed that. Sorry, man. Um, um, okay. Do yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure how, how well I do. Yeah. yeah let's yeah, have some anyway, more questions. So we've got one from Jean Francois. What, hmm. what? That was really nice to say. That what? say it. Jean Francois. Yeah, it's nice that. And he says, I've added a seven wood to my bag. Have you ever tried one and any tips on using them? I don't feel like a Jean Francois should be using a seven wood. It could be the way. He's either a silver fox and really fresh, or he's like got loads of woods and iron head covers and two gloves. I feel like, he, cool. like he should have a Jean two iron that's like a, like a dead old two iron blade mm. that's always been in his bag and he carries, a little, carries a little pencil bag around. And he's he, a womanizer. He's still a silver fox, don't get yeah, me wrong. He's a womanizer. And he plays off two and he's like, you know, yeah, I used to be off scratch, but now, you know, I don't practice Is he much. French or his mum, was his mum French? I think his mum was French. Yeah. Oh, dad was French. Dad was his French. His mum was a looker in the day as well. Yeah, because that name, is his mum's not going to be French, his dad's going to be no, French. his first name. That's not his surname. John Francois. That's his first name. Oh, geez, what's his last name? <laughs> Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John Francois Roy. But that's, that's his name. Uh, okay. No, yeah, okay. Mum's, his dad's called Ian Roy. Yeah, mum's French. His mum was called... Um, um, Matt, give us a French name. Marie. <laughs> anyway, I don't know any French names, but... Uh, je m'appelle uh, Marie Entrepreneur. Marie, yeah, Maria. Maria. Yeah, but that's the only French word I've been covered that morning in time. <laughs> anyway, have you used a seven wood? Uh, I have not used a seven wood. You had one in the bag? I had one in the bag, and it was a very short relationship. On paper, it was brilliant. <laughs> but it's very one-dimensional. It just goes up in the sky, and for me, I didn't really enjoy it. But a bit like, a bit like the French woman I had a short relationship <laughs> one time with. That's, that's the total lie. I've never <laughs> <laughs> a French girl in Bolton <laughs> called Jeanette <laughs> worked in the pie shop. <laughs> she wasn't French. Jeanette. She just, um, oh, yeah. Okay, um, right. I've got a, a serious question for you now. This is from Steve Perry. And he's also called Pierre in his middle name. What's everyone French at the minute? How hard, <laughs> work, minute. <laughs> how hard Rick, are you going to work on your chipping? I feel the rest of your game is almost there, but chipping still feels off in comparison. It costs you a lot of shots. So I've made a conscious effort 
to not practice my short game. Yeah. So I've got a new plan. I'm going to hit the ball really, really, really far. Mm-hmm. And then... Pat it and come off with a double. Wedge it into... <laughs> leave myself like 100 yards every time. Yeah. Full shot, hit the green and never miss the green. But if you need to hit it really far... Never miss the green. You'd, you'd be... You may as well sit iron up the tee. But then I'm going to hit it so far... I'm going to... There'll be a bridge in Over space the green, hit it over the green. Where yards. I can probably put it. Right, okay. Uh, no... Truth be told, I've been practicing a hell of a lot of my long game at the moment. <clears throat> Certainly here when I've been back in the UK, because outdoors, not the best weather at the moment. When I've been away, I've definitely been practicing my short game, not as much as I should be doing, but the grass is so bloody hard. The Tommy Fleetwood video was in Dubai where I chunked quite a few chips. The, the grain, the grass is so different to what I'm used to, but there's no excuse. I've been uh, private messaging my personal short game coach, Dan Grieve, and he's been helping me a little bit on my action as well. So he said it's very positive. He said it's going the right direction. I just need to build up some confidence. Yes. Paul has said, should they reduce the number of golf clubs in your bag to 12? Should it be a, a rule, the R&A rule? What's the, what's the reasoning? Should not give them one? All right. Um, I don't think so. But no, I, if anything, I think they should put more clubs in the bag. <clears throat> I think that it depends on what you're trying to achieve. Like if he's talking about this issue with professional golf and golf golfers hitting it too far and this that, and the other and making it harder for them, it's not, it's not the worst idea in the world, but I think for um, recreational play, I think you should make it as easy as possible. Yeah. I think more clubs should go in the bag. I think, I think almost the limit of 18 clubs would, would be fine because it'd get people using different, you know, having a chipper in the bag for mm-hmm. argument's sake or yeah. you know making the game easier where they could have a driver three wood five wood seven wood a chipper a lot you know the, you could have a, loads of different options so i wouldn't i wouldn't be a fan of reducing the number of clubs in the bag unless it was pro- for professional tournament golf paul crook said one for guy what are your thoughts on night golf i think that's off the back of the video that went live on friday the night golf in dubai you know what here's my thoughts on light golf as a novelty, it's really fun in compared to normal golf because it's dark. So I've played it twice now and I really enjoyed it. Oh, th- three times, actually, really enjoyed it. Once it was better than normal golf, but what it is good for is if you live somewhere, if you're fortunate to live somewhere like Dubai where there is night golf, it sounds obvious. It literally makes, you can play golf for so much longer in the day. Like we were on the course at midnight. You would never know it's midnight, still warm. There's light, obviously, because of the light, the floodlights. If you have a nine to five job, you could just go to finish your work, go home, have tea, put the kids to bed and still can play 18 holes. Well, the main reason why it was done in, in Dubai and Turkey is because it's, it's not so much for that perfect example there, even though that is a great example. It's the fact in the summer, it's too hot yeah. in the day. Like literally in the daytime, you cannot play golf. Yeah. So when it goes a fraction cooler at night in Turkey and Dubai, is it can actually play night golf. But obviously... What it also bleeds into is the fact that, like you said, if you work a nine to five job and you can go out and still play 18 holes comfortably any time of the year, I mean, imagine how good that would be in the UK. It'd be insane, but it'd be so cold. Just can't win, can you? Um, that's all the questions I've got, really. I think oh, that was good um, questions. I've got a sniffle still. My throat's still doing some weird noises. Well, just a quick one for everyone listening. This is the benefit of listening to the podcast and watching the podcast. I just want to give people a bit of a heads up on content. Two things. We filmed more content ahead of schedule than we've ever, 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 ever filmed before. Correct. We've got videos in the can now that are filmed that aren't going to be released till April. 
So I just want to put that on people's radar. And the match. And the big match, me versus Guy. That's coming. There's a few questions on that. The other thing as well, videos aren't going to come out in chronological order. So videos that we filmed in Dubai or America last year, videos we filmed in the UK or Dubai, uh, uh, America again this year, we're going to have a little bit of a shuffle around, depends on schedule, depends on what certain videos are going to go out on certain weeks. For example, TPC Sawgrass, where I played there, the new break 75 there, and at Bay Hill, which is the Arnold Palmer Invitational Golf Course. They're going to go out the weeks of said events on the PJ Tour uh, because I feel like the response we got last year was incredible that you got to see the golf course in, in kind of a YouTube video before watching the tournament for the rest of the week. So... Not going to go out in chronological order. I've had a few driver changes you'll see in some of the videos. So over the last few months, I've used three different drivers in videos. So you might go, well, I'm sure he's using a ping driver last week and now he's using a Cobra driver and now he's using something else. So just bear that in mind for people watching. It's not in chronological... I said it really well before. Chronological order. Um, So if you see comments of people saying, oh, I'm sure you were using said driver the other day, you can have the insight to be able to reply and go, well, actually, Rick said on his podcast, which you need to like, subscribe, <laughs> and listen to, that these videos will not be going out in chronological order. You just wanted to say chronological, didn't you? It's quite a good word, isn't it? Yeah. Satisfying word. Um, what right. were the drivers that you were using? <clears throat> so, the Adams, old the old trusty, yeah, G425. Ping G425 Max, which I've had in the bag for a long, long time now, yeah. actually. I had a, a, a very holiday romance fling almost I think borderline one night stand yeah with the Adams idea driver yeah that was terrible walk of shame next morning with it, that one it worked so well when I tested it anyway and then my recent trip to Dubai and this driver's staying in the bag currently the Cobra Dark Speed LS yeah very, very impressed not perfect yet but it's it's there yep not one you'd see me using but that were different people and i'm sorry to say there's two maybe there's three golf clubs that are are potentially going to be retired this week the putter three wood three wood iron driving iron thing yeah has that gone down as well it's happened in this spot. <laughs> it's anxiety about these clubs. Um, the three iron the club that i honestly thought was the, the, the greatest golf club I've ever used in my life I think, personally, because I, I think I've changed my swing quite a bit since I love that club. I just can't. It's just, I don't like it anymore. Wow. So I've got room and I want new irons. So that will literally be a full bag overhaul. And I've tested some new wedges, which might make it in the bag too. So. Very good. Bit, bit of everything. This time next year, you could actually be on live. Never mind. I wonder where it's all going. Starting to quite like it, entertaining it, da, 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 playing a bit of golf, getting in shape. Next year, you've got your own team. The Shield Sharks. I like that. Mm. I like that. Who, who would I have on it? But your goal is just to break 80. So yeah. you're not about winning the event. No. You get four million quid for breaking 80. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I still wouldn't do it. I mean, I must admit, that golf course last night at Mexico did look bloody easy. Mm. I didn't really look at it. It looked, I mean, it's long, don't get me wrong, but the rough was, I mean, it's hardly any rough. Eat a piece of cake. Yep. Well, there you Let's go. It around a couple, there. Of, couple of years you'll be out there. Could chip and put and everything. Anyway, um, thanks for listening, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Um, be sure to like, subscribe. Check out lots more videos coming your way on the main channel and the podcast channel. And one day, the Hit Channel will come back into life. Off, then. The Hit Channel will be back. 
we'll come on to that another time. That's another, that's another, that's another podcast in its own right. Right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Guy. Cheers. You're going back to bed. Yeah. It's all right. Back with you. <laughs> I thought you said the last video, didn't you? At the end, remember? It's good, wasn't it? It's funny. Witty. It was all a lie. <laughs> we got in bed together and then like night of passion. <laughs> <laughs> you mean my three would. All right, guys. All the best. See you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 